On Thanksgiving Day, I went with my parents down to one of my brother's homes in the Chicago area for uh, turkey. And they had invited um, a family from their parish over as well. It was a family from Italy. They'd, they've been in the States for about three years. So they had a lot of fun taking pictures of the turkey and sending it back to Italy and seeing what the folks thought of it back over there. As we were talking, they were asking me how much um, Italian I had remembered because I had spent some time over there studying. I said, not very much. Um, but there are a few phrases that I still sort of use for myself. I don't really talk them out loud, but in my mind I still use them a little bit. And one is a phrase um, that goes, Giamma non ancora, which means already but not yet. And it's a phrase that talks about how we experience God that we've already are able to experience God in some significant ways, and yet the fullness of experiencing God's kingdom, God's reign, we haven't quite gotten there yet. And that sense of already but not yet is very much what we pray about during these early weeks of Advent. We live in this time between when Jesus came 2,000 years ago he already came. He already showed us the way to the Father. He already died on the cross for us. He already taught us how to live. And yet we realize that the world isn't yet the way God wants it to be. There's something yet to come. And so before he went back to the Father, Jesus promised that he would come again. And so during Advent, we pray about the second coming of Christ. We pray that we can be watching for that day. We pray that we can be prepared for that day, that we can be ready for that day when he comes again. We live in between those two days. When he came 2,000 years ago, and when he will come someday again. We live in that already but not yet time. The world in which we live is, is not the way that God intended it. God made us for paradise, right? We remember the Garden of Eden. That's what God intended for us. Where all would be well, where we would be one with God. And yet we chose to go our own way. We chose to sin. And the consequence of that sin is the world in which we live. With its suffering, with its sinfulness, with its death. As we live in this world, Jesus reminds us to have our heart on something ahead. And during this time, he's given us two gifts as we continue on our way. The first is the gift of the church, which in and of itself is a sense of already and not yet. The not yet of the church is the sinful part of the church, which we all are painfully aware of, and we probably don't need to go into that again tonight. But we know that the church is made up of human beings. 
and all of us are sinful, and the church as a whole has sinful elements as a result. That's the not yet, the part that still needs to be redeemed. But the church already is also the sign of God on the earth today. The church already is the means through which God's grace comes to the world. The church already is that group of people who follow the Lord Jesus. St. Paul in the second reading talks about how the Philippians, the people of Philippi, were people of the church, people who helped him and they helped each other to be better Christians because of their faith, because of their support for one another. And so when we gather as church, we gather as people who are able to help each other, people who are able to learn from each other, to support each other, to challenge each other, to help each other become better Christians. And that's why when we gather to pray at Mass, it's not simply our own personal prayer, but we pray together as a community because something happens in our community where we're able to find strength and support for our faith in our relationships with each other. <coughs> the second gift that Jesus gave us for this time is the gift of the Eucharist, tied very closely to the church, and also a sense of that already, but not yet. The already part of the Eucharist is that Jesus gave it to us at the Last Supper. He lived it out on the cross on Good Friday, and he continues to allow that sacrifice to have an effect every time we gather for Mass. And when we receive the Lord in his body and blood at Mass, we are so close to him. He lives within us, and we know that we experience that when we receive communion. We have a sense of God already being with us. And yet the Eucharist also points us to something more, something yet to come. Because the Eucharist is meant to be a taste of what heaven's going to be like, a taste of the heavenly banquet, the eternal banquet, which is what we're going to be experiencing forever in paradise. That place where we are one with God, not just for a few moments, but for all eternity. One with God and one with his saints. And so the Eucharist gives us a desire for more, more of God, a desire for heaven, a longing for heaven so that we're not comfortable with today. As we continue to pray during these Advent days, let's remember the ways that God is with us, that he already has shown us his love. But let's also remember that this is not yet all that he has for us, that he desires so much more. He desires for us to come to know him fully, to let go of anything that keeps us from him, any sin, 
to let go of anything that keeps us from one another. And so let's pray tonight, as we do every day, as we welcome the Lord into our hearts, that we desire to welcome him for all eternity.